all status, I'ma beat y'all back I pull up on the block in a big Corvette yeah. Riding around the city with a stick all black I'ma try with a token wing with Welcome to the Raj Project Overdrive, an extension of the Raj Project Live that airs every Monday and Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. In audio and video on Facebook Live, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn Live, and YouTube, a conversation about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, family, tech, and marketing. My name is Ivan Temelkov, and I'm your host. And on this podcast, you will gather 100% real, raw, and unfiltered life-changing advice to level up in every aspect of your life and business and help you reach your goals and dreams. And ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I have a doozy of an episode for you guys. I have a phenomenal guest today joining me by the name of Eric Patrick Thomas. Eric, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me, man. It's the, it's the overdrive. So we got to bring overdrive. it. <laughs> exactly. so, you know, so to hear that word, you're just like, okay, okay. It's the overdrive. We're in overdrive, man. We're in and overdrive. So we're going to take it to overdrive. Before we jump into the convo, I, I want to share with you guys a little bit about Eric because he has a powerful story that we're going to talk more about in a little bit. But Eric is a Flint, Michigan native, an entrepreneur who's passionate about changing the way people view disabilities. This passion came after a fateful night in 1997, in which Eric suffered a spinal cord injury that paralyzed him from the neck down. Throughout his journey, Eric uses his experience to empower resilience and inspire change for people with barriers. In addition to serving the community as a public speaker, both motivationally and at House and Senate hearings, Eric sits on several state boards as a voice for people with barriers, is an advocate for self-determination living, hip-hop artist, D-Man ambassador, and is the founder of Inspire Brand Clothing. Eric is also the proud owner of Easy Awareness by Design, a business specializing in graphic design for custom apparel, signs, and banners, which offers on-the-job experience to people of all abilities. Man, like, this is your entire bio. Like, most people that have zero disabilities have never actually done. And so let's, let's start from the beginning though. Let's, let's, let's share your story from the beginning. You know, if you don't mind going that far back, what happened in 1997 and the evolution to present time that really led you up to, uh, and mind you, before, before I turn the mic over to you, would love to hear your story about Damon John, because that's something that people oh, yeah. are curious about too. So uh, over to you. Yeah, um, you know, back in 97, like you were talking about. So um, I'm a hip, I was a hip hop artist, I still am a hip hop artist. I had a group called Miscellaneous and uh, we were celebrating our music release project, you know, our album release, music tape release project, September 20th, 97, it was actually September 19th. But the party didn't start till September 20th, you know, late. It was like the after hour party of the club. Right. And uh, we had it at our house. You know, it's three of us. It's our group miscellaneous. And we have this professional event at an unprofessional situation, you know, place at our right. house. And um, so I remember, you know, just being pumped up for the day, getting my hair cut, getting the clothes I was going to wear. And then like, you know, uh, we go pick up everyone and it's like, we'll see you there. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you there. DJ is all set up, just getting everything together. Then the party starts and then everything was peaceful. Everything was going great. And I was on the steps inside the house and the steps go up to like, the, you know, the next level where the bathroom and the bedrooms are. Now I'm talking to my, what my girlfriend at that time. And I'm talking to her and all of a sudden I stand up, just walk down the steps and walk outside. Just walk outside. Like right. I was being carried out, like somebody was taking a pen and writing me, like, you know, taking me in this direction. And I go outside because I never go outside for my parties. Um, and then I go, I pass the DJ van. I'm making sure that like everybody's acting good, like nobody's in my neighbor's yard. Just everything's cool, calm, collect. I come back to the house and I'm on the steps and then I'm talking to my girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. And she's at the very top of the steps of the porch. 
few people over to the right, few people to the left. Um, then all of a sudden, someone comes around the DJ van, pulls out a gun, pow, 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 pow. and then that's where I like got hit. The bullet hit me right in the third and fourth, fourth vertebrae of my neck. So they shot me from the back side. So I instantly turned left. And so there's also a piece on the back of my head that's like skin that's raised. It looks like maybe a bullet grazed there. But from, from getting hit with that bullet, I dropped to the ground. I'm on this cold cement, you know, on my back. I mean, I, I'm not able to go any lower except the grave. You know what I mean? Right. I'm completely at the bottom. And right. I'm, I'm in and out of consciousness. I'm looking up at the sky. And it's, it's a cold and rainy night, so it's also like rainy. Um, and then uh, I'm not able to get up and move. Like I'm, I'm, I'm completely paralyzed, not able to move anything. And then I'm also not even, I'm struggling to breathe. So I'm starting to try to breathe and hold on. And, I'm, and then um, I'm not able to even tell anybody if I'm alive right, or anything. Like if somebody said, you okay, Eric? I wouldn't be able to go, yeah, or, or help, you know, or anything right. like that. So right. nothing. So I'm completely shut off. But I understand what's going on. And I can hear people screaming. I can hear people like scattering and saying like someone's been shot, Eric's been shot, you know, and on and on. And basically like, like at that time, it was just like, man, like really? Like I, 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 I really, you know, that was, I was 20 years old. So many times have I set a goal and I yeah. get that close and then poof, gone. I don't get to achieve. I, I didn't make it. And that's what it was like. It was like the little engine that could, Yeah. you know, and it was like, oh, I think I can. I think I can. Oh, and I was just like, I felt unfinished. Like my, my, my life felt like I needed, there was more to it. And I don't, yeah. and, 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 and I guess that's, you know, and I was like, whatever the circumstances are, like, I want to live. Like, I want to just, I want to live and I want to survive. You know, and, I'm, and I'm praying too at the same time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I can only imagine what was happening, but you know, as you were kind of describing the story and the chain of events that led up to that, you know, when all was said and done and you were laying there, like you said, you're struggling and breathing, you're looking up to the sky, you can't even call for help because you were so immobile. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, you were struggling with, with breathing also is mm -hmm. suddenly, I think it's those moments where people kind of have epiphanies and truly realize like what's really at stake and you almost realize that like, no matter what really happens to you, as long as you're alive, as long as you can see, feel and, and breathe and sense probably, then everything else will work out. And I think the first thing that, you know, you were talking about is just that it was kind of like the denial stage because you were wondering like, well, like why me? Right. Like you were getting so close to your goal yeah. and then you were like, why the fuck me? Like, yeah. like, what did I do to deserve this? Because I think that's the first thing that people do when they get so close to a goal and then something happens to where they don't achieve that goal and they begin to question, begin to question, denial happens. So you're going through this, right? And then, so what happened over the next couple of years after the incident? Like, what was your thought process? What was your mindset like? What were you thinking like were you starting to carve out new goals on like hey what am i going to do in the next five or ten years or what's my next step like what was going through your mind well you know from there you go to the hospital and they had to drill four screws in my skull and put a halo so i had like a cage on my head and then they put tubes down my throat so i wasn't able to communicate with just eye blinks so my communication level was with eye blinks for a little bit and then yeah. they realized that okay you're paralyzed from the neck down we're going to have to give you a tracheotomy. So they take the tubes out your throat and give you a trach and cut your throat and put the tube there. Well, that's why I had to learn how to do tongue clicks. You know, that was my form of communication. And right. then I was able to eat again. So I wasn't able to eat either. So now I'm able to eat and I'm able to communicate with the tongue clicks and move my mouth. But I had this machine breathing, breathing for me and I'm still paralyzed from the neck down. You go from the hospital and then you learn about this place called rehab. And then, so I went from the local hospital out to Inglewood, Colorado, to Craig Hospital. And then that's where I started my rehabilitation. The goal though, from the very time that I got shot was survival. Once I was able to be stable and survive, goal achieved. So I did achieve that goal. And then the next goal was when I went to rehab was to breathe. 
just to breathe, breathe without any assistance. That was the goal. And that was a huge goal, huge. So that was the goal when I went to readout, that goal was to breathe without this machine, get off the ventilator and be able to breathe before I get home. It wasn't even about moving my arms or legs or anything because the main goal was to breathe. That was the main goal. And so you just work hard towards that. You took step forward, you took 20 steps backwards. You just had to stay on the path. You had to keep right. your eye on like tunnel vision. I'm going to breathe again. I'm going to breathe again. Yes, I'm on the ventilator. It's turned on today. Tomorrow it's not. Yes, I did 30. I, I've gotten so far and I now I've getting setbacks, but just stay with it. You know, stay consistently pushing towards your target. Right. And then two weeks before I came home, I got off the ventilator. So, wow. yeah. So I, I'm breathing now without mm-hmm. any assistance. My diaphragm is very, very paralyzed. So that's why my voice is kind of raspy or it's not as mm-hmm. strong, you know? I mean, my cough is, uh, that's my cough. So we're not, we're talking not very strong. Right. So we, you know, I get back to, um, I didn't have to go to a nursing home or institution. So I go back and I'm living with my mom and my stepdad. So basically that's where my whole life starts to, to change as they call it a pivot. You know, what do you do? Well, we met up with a disability network. The CEO there set me up where I could hire my own staff, my own caregivers to take care of me. So I basically became a CEO of my life. So I learned how to do interviews. I learned mm-hmm. how to do hiring and firing. I learned how to do uh, timesheets, man- time management, everything. You know, I was the CEO, but also I didn't have many managers or supervisors or anything in front of me. So you could just come straight to the owner when you had a problem, you know? So, yeah. and at that time, you're just like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to be self-sufficient? How am I going to, am I going to go back to school? How am I going to have a family? How am I going to live independently? How am I going to, you know, all these, how, like what, you know, questions are racing. Right. You just have to take it one, one step at a time or one thing and just go okay, I got some caregivers now. What are my resources? What is it that I want to do? What's the goal? I'm going to go back to school and learn, just learn, just absorb everything. And I found this service called Michigan Rehab Services and they help provide, you know, pay for some of the college. So that's what I did. I went back to school and I absorbed, I just took everything, business, language, you name it. I was just taking classes. Mm -hmm. And then um, it was like, okay, well, what do I do next? I want to move. So I, I, I set up a plan and a circle of supports and we had a meeting and eventually in 2000, I'm moving into my own apartment. At this time, I still have not like touched the, the employer, employer or entrepreneur field yet, yet. And then uh, the opportunity came um, where I learned a little bit of business from school and just talking to other people. And I tried to open my own record company trying to go back to the music, you know, but artists wanted to be superstars, like overnight, overnight success, which is not real. You know, people are behind the scenes working hard, always. Everybody always says, oh, they're overnight success. No, they're not. No, they're not. (laughs) Go look at their backstory, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it went okay for a little bit that I shut down. That was called Miscellaneous Records, Inc. It was incorporated, actually. You learn how to get articles of incorporation. And then I was like, what am I going to do now? So then this guy from the record, you know, learn about the record company. And me, mind, there's no Facebook yet. You know, there's MySpace starting to come up. And then he, op- he has this thing called Promoter Newspaper. And he asked me to write for him and sell ads. And so I was like, yeah, I'm down. I write with my voice. I use Dragon, naturally speaking. So yeah. I got a column in the paper. And then I was able to distribute the paper and then sell ads. So that, that was great. What a hustle. You know, so I'm out there hustling ads. And yeah. writing in the paper, you know, and, and building relationships. That was right. the other thing. And then that paper went down like after five years or he shut it down for a little bit. And I'm like, what am I going to do now? So then I went into like looking into this grant that was available for mentoring. And so yeah. I was like, okay. So they, they interviewed me and I, I was perfect for it. They said, yeah, come on. And so I started doing uh, mentoring and advocating self-determination. And then Michigan Partners for Freedom also started. So I started going and speaking about the, um, the, the importance of self-determination living. And then, and then the grant went away. And then I was like, what am I going to do now? So I opened up an internet radio station. 
So I, I find out how to do this. Now my space is, is, is on, it's on and it's, 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 it's good, good and going right now. Right. And I contact Live365 and I get a blanket license. So I, get, I purchase a blanket license to run an internet radio station. And all this stuff that I've learned before is now coming right now. Like all the stuff that I've learned from people or my own experience I'm putting in play. It's now into action. Right. And then uh, I ran that for a while. It shows all over the world. It was amazing. I was like a production manager. I contacted a couple of my friends from the neighborhood, you know, so they came and they helped out. And then um, internet radio was in trouble in 2006. The royalty right. rates changed. So here we go. I'm heading to DC with the Yahoo CEO, with Live 365 CEO, AOL radio, Pandora radio. And I'm there and we're introducing the Internet Radio Equality Act. We're going to the House and Senate and we're meeting with, not with their staffers, we're meeting with the legislators. We're like, look, this is important. This is how I survive. This internet radio station goes down. It may, it's gonna be, it's gonna have an effect on my, my quality of life, you know, and yeah. other people. I only had one station. Some people had 300 stations. So we get it passed. We get it introduced and then it passes. But later on, like months later, the royalty rates, I forget what the company is, figure out a loopholes and it all changes anyways. So I had to shut my radio station down. So then I'm like, what do I do now? Yeah. And I go back to my childhood dream of my own t-shirt company, my own, my own t-shirt line. And mm -hmm. so I started a t-shirt business. And uh, that's where I use my supportive employment services with the, with the contracted through Goodwill. And then we start developing a business plan and write it and let people read it. And then we rewrite it, write it, let people read it, feedback, rewrite it, rewrite right. it, rewrite it, rewrite it. Until I got a, a business partner, Ziad, and he owns other companies. And instead of like getting the investment, he said, I want to be like a part of business partner. So that's where easy awareness by design comes from because it stands for Eric and Ziad, bring awareness by design. So July of 2011, uh, we're incorporated and then right. we needed a location and Goodwill just happened to have an incubator space opening up at their headquarters. And so I was like, this is the perfect location. And then before you know it, November, 2011, bam, gold, baby. Goal is achieved. I own, I own a business now. That's now awesome. what? <laughs> now what? Uh, it's, time, it's time to swim because I right. was on the beach looking at the water. Now I'm jumping in and I'm about to swim, man, and find out who I want to swim with and work with and who's going to cut me and who's going to be, oh, who's not to work with who stay yeah. with far away from. And that's how it is, man. And that's, that's like where I'm at right now. That's the journey, you know, that in a short term, you know, that's like, that's the, that's yeah. the entrepreneurial journey. Cause that's what I've been focused with the whole time since this happened. At the same time, I've been helping other people though. I've been advocating, volunteering, right. whatever I can do, man. Like I use my voice, my story, my testimony, you know, I gave forgiveness to whoever shot me when I was in rehab. A priest came into my room, said, you forgive who or whom did this to you? And I was able to talk with my audio, but I, with my mouth and with my, my heart, my soul, I was like, yeah, it's, it's over. Cut the cord of that anchor and I ship my, and sailed my ship, man. And that's it. Forgiveness is given, man. It's all good. And I was able to just like work on myself. That is, as I was hearing you say all of these things, um, first of all, congratulations on everything. You know, you... I think you have such a big soul, such a big heart that I think it, it, it's almost kind of devastating, but I think an act of tragedy, an act, an act of setback is sometimes what, what, what it takes for people to truly realize that, you know what, I have always been a powerful person. And I think you've always been, honestly, as I just heard you say towards the end that you, you forgave the person who, who shot you. You know, that's like, I can only imagine what that feels like. It has to be like, you know, unloading a, a huge bag of rocks on your back that has been carried around for years, because I think what traditionally happens is people and even entrepreneurs tend to tend to point fingers and blame others, you know, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, intentional or unintentional, because you know, whether this was an, an intentional act or an unintentional act at this point, it's really irrelevant because you would not change the status quo. 
And so you realizing that and shifting your mindset to understand that, you know what, I need to become more proactive towards discovering the person that I am and letting go of the past, because what has happened in the past, I cannot change. What I, what I can do, though, is shape my future. What does my future look like? Now, I think one of the biggest things in entrepreneurship that a lot of people don't recognize is that I think in entrepreneurship and business, it's about relationship building and giving and helping people. I mean, it's about community development in essence. And I of all people, I'm a huge believer of that because with, with my agency, that's, that is 100% solely what we focus on. Uh, not everyone is our client. Not everyone's going to be a customer. Just the people who see potential around longevity, who see potential around building bridges with other people, people who see the importance of collaboration and teamwork. And I think you've always had that in you, you know? And honestly, it's, it's like I said before we had record that I think the mind and the heart are two of the most powerful things that a human being can possess and if you know how to utilize those strategically, you can conquer the world. And I think that's exactly what you're in route of doing. You know, um, it was actually ironic when you were talking about Life 365, uh, one of my uh, early uh, endeavors, entrepreneurial endeavors, I guess going back to 2005, was also running an internet radio station. Yes. And uh, by the name of Sense.fm, uh, we focused on trans and house and um, Life365 was a platform that I that I utilized in the early days. And, uh, you know, uh, what's really interesting when you were talking about the royalties and the fees, I vividly remember those days, how those changed like drastically and yeah. how that impacted platforms like Life365. But I think the biggest thing I admire about what you said about Life 365 is that you became a proponent, you became a supporter, like you actually acted upon, you know, backing up Life 365, because your livelihood depended on it. And you knew that the quality of your life was going to change if Life 365 went away. But even then, and this is what I think true entrepreneurs in part need to possess is to have the strength of creativity. So to be explorational, to be daring, to be always ready. And I think you were always ready because you knew in the back of your mind that if Life 365 was to go away, what's my backup plan? What am I going to do next? You know, how yeah. am I going to get creative? And I think that's when you were you were talking about with Goodwill and with your business partner and your business coming about. I mean, that was brewing up, I think, in the early days. It was just a matter of time before it actually came to fruition. Now, yeah. one thing I want to kind of shift the conversation because uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on uh, obviously, being an advocate for individuals with with disabilities, I would love to hear your thoughts on the mindset aspect on resources and how can other people with disabilities, you know, continue to chase their life purpose and their goals and dreams? Like what things have you utilized to help you do that? That's an excellent question. Uh, you know, it's, it's at first, you know, getting the circle of supports, like you just said, relationships, building your support circle. And I understand there are people out there that are isolated that have no friends, no circle of supports. So what can they do? Well, can they get access to the internet so that they can say, whoa, let me listen to that guy, Eric. I'm listening to what he's saying, but maybe him and I can contact each other. And maybe I can be that, so maybe I can be that person's support system to yeah. be able to show them or to, to mentor them, not do it for them, but open up, you know, like with the internet, you know, you can find those resources. Um, so I have to think about the person that's sitting there listening right now, that's maybe in a nursing home and going, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah, it's great that you have that, but how do I get to that? And my only thing is like, if you are listening, then somehow you have to be able to get internet, internet access, or somehow you have to be able to get to like, get library, get to the library, somehow figure out what the resources are. And if you're listening and you hear me, then that means somehow you're listening. So reach out to me. 
reach out to me. You know, I'm here. That's when I, I'm alive. You know, I, I didn't live for nothing. So I'm here for you, you know, like just reach out to me. And if I'm not like, don't be frustrated if I'm not able to just be save the world right away. But I'm going to be able to take you in some directions to where you can find some of the resources in your area once I know your location. We'll do it together. And it may not happen overnight. And it may not happen in a week. But, you yeah. know, those are the things. Um, but if you are able to build your circle of supports, then build it, build that, and then start planning. Like you said, always plan, 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 plan. So have your personal center plan. Plan out your goals and dreams. Plan out your fears. Plan out your health. And that, in, in front of the people, tell them, what do you want to achieve in a year? What do you want to achieve the five to 10 years? Where do you want to live? Who do you want working for you? What do you want to be able to, you know, a transportation? What are the needs that you need to have a best quality of life? And put that in a plan. And if you're not able to write it out, if you're not able to, you know, figure out the assistive technology way, whatever is available so that you can get that, that communication across, you know, and because um, it could be a person that's blind, it could be a person that's deaf, hard of hearing, you know, there's so, there's so yeah. many. So just find that way to, to communicate um, what your needs are and don't be afraid to ask for help. Ask for help. Take that pride away. Don't worry about, I'm going to do this all by myself. No, you're not. Ask for help. Yeah. Say, I need help. I want to be able to achieve this. Can you help me? How can, and then find your how. Don't say, I can't. Don't limit yourself. Don't say, well, I can't accomplish that. I can't do that. Say, how? How can I do this? How? What is it going to take? How do I get from A to B? Be a problem solver. No matter what niche you're in, problem solve. You know, how do you get from A to B? Because that's your, that's your start of your goal and you want to achieve it. So how yeah. are you going to get to it? Also make a target, right? You know, have, it, have someone write it down or if you could type it in the computer, but figure out what you're going to do. Don't aim into the dark, you know, at no target. You got to, you know, if you take, if, if, right. if, if you have a, if you have a baseball and say you can move your arm and you throw the baseball, I say, just throw it over there at that. And you throw it into the wind. And then it's just, it's wherever. You don't know where I, where to throw it at. But if I say, aim it at that bottle, that's a target. That's your goal. That's right. what you got to do. Whatever it takes to get to that, wake up, dream, dream achieving it. Oh, click cancel. Right. Right. Click cancel. Go to sleep. Wake up. Click cancel. Go to sleep. I said that? the W word. When you say the W word, you know, when you get up in the morning, that's what makes the dragon think that you're about to talk to it. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you got to, you know, all day you got to think about what you want to achieve and put some action into it. Then when you sleep, dream it. When you wake up, go try and achieve that dream. Oh no. Click yeah. cancel. Can you, can you hear me still? Go to sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can hear you the whole time. It just okay. thinks that I'm trying to type on the computer. So oh. Okay. So and that's the, you know, that's the thing. And then advocate, don't just think while you're building yourself up, do like get around like-minded people, find support groups, find groups on Facebook. If you got a Facebook page or social, look for disability support groups or people that are dealing with whatever you're dealing with and be honest and say, look, I'm not alone. Cause you're going to find out you think you're alone. You're not alone. People are dealing with the same stuff you're dealing with. Yeah. All of my situation I'm dealing with, there are people out there that are dealing with more or, you know, or have dealt with it and you're like, whoa, okay. And then figure out how you can get caregivers, you know, all that, like work right. on that. You know, that's the, that's the thing. And don't limit yourself. Just, just know that there's hope. There's hope and you can do it. Yeah. Just don't be hopeless. I know it's tough. I know it's challenging and I know it can seem like it never ends. And in that there's no point, there's no, no light at the tunnel, you know, but there right. is, there is, it's just that somehow, and I'm sure you're a person mentally, they're just beat down, beat, beat, beat down. And somehow we, as podcast group, you know, as a podcast show, you know, whatever, you know, we have to be able to uplift people and we got to be able to get them in the right direction and, 
and bring them with us, not kick them down, not talk them down, uplift them and empower them and provide the tools right. that we can of our experience so that they can do it too, but not just do it for themselves, but do it for other people so that when they come across and they finally get stable or they get on their feet or get, get mobile, they're going to be able to go, yeah, I remember when I was this way, I'm going to be able to do the same thing, you know, kind of the pay it forward type of, you know, thing. But uh, yeah, man, that's the, that's what I would say. You know, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to touch upon something and would love to get your answer on this because I think this is, this is really key. So whether you are physically capable or physically incapable, taking initiative is essential. You know, you still mm -hmm. have to take initiative to do something because I think a lot of people misconstrue that and they, they fail or forget to even take initiative. Mm -hmm. But here's the question I have for you is when, it, when, when you are someone that has physical disabilities, how do you actually take initiative? Like what inspires you? What motivates you to really push you to say, you know what, today I'm going to do this. You know, I dreamed this last night. So I'm going to try to execute upon this today. How do, what's your thought process? Because I think this is really important, especially with people with, uh, with physical disabilities that feel like they're very hopeless or helpless, even that they can't do anything to where they, they can't take initiative, but how can, can, can they be invigorated to take initiative? What invigorates you to take initiative? Well, it, and this like a, a good, that's a great question. Um, I just fundraised for 30 months, you know, to get a wheelchair accessible van. Now, when I woke up, when I woke up in the morning, okay, when I got up in the morning, I didn't go, oh man, I'm not going to be able to get it. Or like, I'm like, I know that I need wheelchair transportation. My van is acting up. So I'm going to be, if I'm without, then I'm not going to be able to go out there and do the things that I do, be able to run the company be able to go public speak, be able to advocate, be able to help other people. Like, so I got to be able to do this for other people too. You know, like I, I got to get, get on the ball. So how am I going to do it? So basically that right there, just, and then just envision it. Okay. What's it going to look like? You know, feel myself, right. in it, feel myself doing it. Like almost like a vision board is what people would say, you know, like it's already done and then say, okay, what do I know? What have I learned? What is it that I can do? Okay, I don't, obviously I don't have the money because I would just go get it right now. So right. money is the first thing that I do not have. And that's where you learn through the power of broke, you know, with even John's book. So it's like, okay, how do I do it? Like, what, what is it if I don't have the money? Well, how do I do it? There's sponsorship, there's in-kind sponsorship, there's crowdfunding on social media. There's, you know, people that would donate, put a plan together, write, write out like what you're looking for. Hi, I'm Eric and my VN is starting to you know shut down it's really important for me to have accessible transportation so that i can continue right. to power resilience and inspire change you know and, and so on and so on and then put that plan together as you call it campaign and then start sharing that so then take that step and then say look how can i raise money when i was a kid i i shoveled snow you know i mowed lawns i rented my nintendo games out to the neighborhood yeah. kids you know I, I worked, I, I delivered newspapers, whatever it was, you know, I worked at a pager shop, you know, I, I worked at a fast food. I did what I had to do. Was it long-term? No, because I had to do what I had to do to save money for the bigger goal, you know? Right. So I had to do like small actionable steps to get to the bigger, you know, to the bigger dream. And so it's like, okay, so how do I get there? Mm -hmm. Well, I know a person that was a music venue. I know a person that's got a restaurant that sells tacos maybe I can go sell tacos at the entertainment, the music venue on certain nights. And then those, that money for the tacos go towards the van. You know, it might not be 4,000 right there. It might only be 500. I make that night, but yeah. it's 500 more closer to my goal than what I had. And yeah. so those are some of the things, but some of the things that, that keep me up in the morning, you know, like what, what wants me to achieve. Like, I just think about all the things that I want to accomplish. I want the business to be, you know, I want to build the business. I want to have an accessible home. I want to be able to, you know, help other people to achieve their dreams and be able to have a good quality of life. And I survived. So that's the number one thing too. I survived by somebody almost trying to kill me. I have a bullet in my third and fourth vertebrae. 
I survived. People are not here anymore. People that wish that they could see their loved ones right now, not here. So I need to also live for the people that are in the past and right. pay homage to the people that helped me get to this far too. Trailblaze the peril for me to be able to have an independent life. But right now, if I just lay here and don't do anything, then it's almost like I'm insulting someone that wished that they could see their loved one that in your life, you're not using, you have life, use it. Don't yeah. waste it. I mean, I'd understand if you're sick, you're on bed rest. I just spent 820 days from March 1st of 2018 I'm in bed, but I live to the potential of what I could do in bed. Right. You know? And then once you get out of bed, you're like, raw, yeah, I'm in my chair now. You know, I'm in the chair, excited to be in the chair, not excited to be walking around, just excited to be in the chair to be able to accomplish even more, you know? Yeah. So, you know, every day is not going to be the same. You're going to feel ill. You're going to feel happy. You're going to feel, but just live to the potential. You'll have no regrets. You will. You have no regrets if you live up to the, the potential and you say, you know, I did do my best today. I did do my best, you know, and that's the thing. But if you didn't, and we all do. We all play around and waste time and binge watch on Netflix. And then we go, oh, why did I do that? I have this goal that I want to achieve. And I spent 12 hours today just in mindless television. What did I do yeah. that for? And then I start thinking about it, you know? You got to be accountable for yourself. A lot of people are so scared to be accountable. They're so scared yeah. to, to make mistakes, to fail. I didn't do that. Like you said earlier, they point the finger at the other thing. No. You did that. That was you. That's you. Yeah, I You're think... the captain of your ship. You got to buck up, face the music, yeah. and then move on. You know, toughen it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to fail. I love, you know, when you fail, you learn and you do better. I think, you know, the reason I wanted you to expand upon this is because. I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of people out there who are physically disabled, uh, some less, some worse. Um, I even mentioned to you that I have a family member that's mm -hmm. in a similar situation. But I think it comes down to how bad do you want it? Because sure, you know, you might think that, you know, you're, you're physically disabled, your life has ended, you become, you know, completely hopeless. Let's just binge watch Netflix and Hulu all day long or whatever play games if you can all day long. And that's what the rest of your life is going to be. And I think that's what yeah. most people resort to. And honestly, I think that's even true with people who are not physically disabled because they give into mediocrity. They give into what's easier to do in life. And honestly, if you want something bad enough, you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to put, put in the time. You're going to have to put in the initiative. You're going to have to put in the struggle. And I can relate to a lot of that struggle. You know, and, and it's not even near as bad as, you know, the situation and the things that you've gone through. But at the same time, I think everyone has their own battles. You know, whether you're physically disabled or you're not, everyone has their own battles. We're all human beings. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, how bad do you want this? How bad do you want to reach your goals and dreams? And honestly, if you allow anyone, and I mean anyone, family, friends, caregiver, anybody, stop you in your foot tracks. That means that you don't want it bad enough. Right. You're allowing people to other people who have absolutely no idea what you're after, no idea about your life, or the reason why you're doing some things to dictate the actions that you should take. Mm. And that to me is, is basically allowing others to, to, to kill your dreams. Mm -hmm. And honestly, everyone has dreams. If you don't have dreams, you're not living, honestly. Right. And I think there's a lot of people out there, too, that are not living. You know, I think there's a lot of people, too, that are, you know, entrepreneurship now being a, at the height of everything that's happening. And everybody thinks that, oh, I can be the next Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or Damon John, mm -hmm. you know. But the reality of things, is that's far from the truth because mm -hmm. everyone has their own path. They need to find that path. Everyone has their own journey and everyone has their own story. And, you know, what has happened in the past has happened in the past. And I think that's something that we talked about earlier on is what has happened in the past. You can't change. You can learn from it. But at the end of the day, your future is ahead of you, mm -hmm. you know, and I will give you a, an example. So 
And this really got me thinking this year with COVID specifically. Uh, we had a family member uh, who was in the 70s that passed away in April of this year. And, you know, uh, it was very close to my wife's side of the family. And um, I remember, like, it was probably a couple of days before he passed away. I received a phone call from him. It was actually isolating in a senior living home because of COVID. And, you know, things were just escalating and, you know, he was at high risk and there was no visitation really, you know, allowed at the time. And, uh, I remember he, he called me and he said it was my wife's grandfather, uh, who's sort of the glue to their side of the family, so to speak. And, um, uh, I have a 40 year old son and I have a two year old daughter. And I remember him saying vividly, you know, tell the grandkids that I love them. And he didn't say much. And, but so much happened maybe in that couple minutes of a conversation, Eric, that I, I will never forget. Um, so a few things that happened is first, almost knew that that was going to be the last time I would speak to him. Like, you know, you just have this intuition mm -hmm. that, you know, that something's about to happen, uh, forces of nature, nature, energy. Like I knew that that's a problem. That would probably be the last time I would speak to him, but I had no certainty. So I couldn't say, you know, hey, this might be our last conversation because I didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, that it will be our last conversation. That was the first thing. The second thing was regret, you know. Uh, so my my wife's grandfather uh, is a vet. So he served uh, in the Navy, uh, traveled a lot also. But the one thing that he mostly loved was um, his golf trips with his vet buddies. He retired from the railroad of 40 years, also where he worked. And when I heard the regret, Eric, like you, I could hear in his voice, you know, those mm. things that he had mentioned. And that's when I realized that, you know what, I don't want to be that person when I get to be 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, God forbid, 100 years old, if I get to live that, that, that right. long. And I know that I have hours left to live. And then you suddenly start having flashbacks and realize that, you know what, I wish I would have done that. I wish I had done this. And then regret settles in because regret is one of the worst feelings we can have. But by then, you know, your time is up. You yeah. don't have any more time. So yeah. you get to die with an immense amount of regret, knowing that you had the opportunity to change your life, but you didn't take your initiative. You didn't take initiative. You yeah. didn't take action, regardless of your circumstances, whether you were physically capable or physically incapable. Mm -hmm. And that is probably one of the things that I like to emphasize on uh, personally, because honestly, we'll tell you that I probably spent the first 20 years of my life, you know, as an Eastern immigrant immigrant, also not doing anything with my life, just getting by, mm -hmm. you know, working a job, making money, no goals, no dreams, just, just, you know, just getting by doing the mm -hmm. average just so I can, you know, pay my utilities, put food on the table, keep the lights on, but to me, that's not a life, you know, th that's not truly living. So you, I think, are living a far more adventurous and interesting life than at least 50% of the people on the planet, because you are putting forth the initiative. You're, you're striving for the things that matter to you. And that's what everybody needs to be doing, because in doing so, we can also impact and influence the world for yeah. a better tomorrow. And you said that even then, you know, there might be someone who's in a far worse situation than you, but you know what? You're inspiring them. The person that might listen to this or watch this say, you know what? Eric inspired me because I have a similar situation. And there are many people out there that are in a similar or worse situation. You know, in fact, there's a couple of people on my Facebook friends list that they just show up every day, no matter what, you know, some people who can even barely speak but they still show up. They yeah. still do the work. And it's interesting you, you mentioned uh, Damon John's book, Power of Broke, because I think people think that without money, you are restricted. Right. You know, and I, I don't think you are. You can, in fact, you can get more resourceful if you choose to be more resourceful by being broke, because what's the alternative? Right. There's really no other alternative. So when you were talking about fundraising for your uh, for your van, for transportation, yeah. uh, you know, I think a lot of people that, you know, may have 
physical disabilities don't realize that, um, you know what, there are resources and groups out there. There are ways that I can do this, but even more so than that, than that, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint is, you know, always reach for help, always research. I mean, there's this thing, the internet that has really transformed our entire world. All you got to do is just go in and search on Google, search on Facebook, you know, search on LinkedIn, search anywhere, really any of the major social platforms or, or search engines, and then just consume consume as much as you can and draw your own conclusions. I know, and I'm one of those people who is 100% self-taught. So I know all about this. I literally consumed so much content. I self-taught myself to the point to where I was teaching people smarter than me how to do things that they never learned. And I think that's true for anybody. Honestly, it doesn't matter what state you are, as long as you're capable I think everyone is capable. I don't care what your physical yeah. state is or your mental status. You're still capable as long as you're alive. And that's probably one of my gratitude moments every day is like waking up every day and realizing that, you know what? I'm alive. I open my eyes today. My heart is, yeah. is, is beating. I get to see my kids. I get to see my wife, you know, everything else. As long as I put forth a valiant effort and I truly strive in a vigorous way to get the things that I want. That will happen in due time will happen. You, you just got to keep going. In fact, this was something that I talked about recently that I think a lot of people are blaming 2020 for, you know, uh, being the worst year, right? In, in, in humankind. Let's reflect prior to that. I mean, there's always some wars going on. There's always shootings going on. There's always something going on. Are you going to allow the external to prohibit you from getting the things that you want in life and in business? I don't know about you, but I certainly won't. And it took me close to 40 years to realize that. I mean, now just thinking back, it's like looking at like, if I stop paying attention to news and media, everything else that's going on and just focusing on the things that I wanted out of life, I'll be probably further ahead. But these are the things that I think is important to learn. And I think the reason I asked you the question about people with disabilities is because I think you know, traditionally, people with physical disabilities think that they're incapable because they fall in that mindset, right? They fall in the victim mindset. They think that, you know what, well, like in your situations that you could literally spend the rest of your life blaming the person that shot you, but what good would that do? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It started me. Exactly. In fact, it would probably build up more anxiety and stress and depression, right? Yeah, because mental weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I wanted you to talk about for a few minutes, and, and, and that was very powerful. Thank you so much for, you know, sharing all the resources uh, for other people that are with physical disabilities, because there's a lot out there. And I think a lot of people are just uninformed or maybe even misinformed in knowing how to go or where to go about these resources. Um yeah. I know you also have a clothing line by the name of Inspire. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about Ins- I know you're wearing the T-shirt also. And the hat. <laughs> and the hat. Right. And the hat. So I'm always wearing Inspire. Let's talk about Inspire. You know, how did, how did that come about? Tell us a little bit about Inspire. Oh, it's a childhood dream. But I didn't, at that time, I did not know it was going to be Inspire. At least I didn't know what it was going to be. But uh, you know, with the business open, you know, with the t-shirt business open and the sign and banner, uh, when I started public speaking, I started wearing Inspire on my shirt. One of the things when I always share my testimony and my story, like for years, I'm talking 15, 20 something years, for some reason, that was the one word that always they would say. They wouldn't say inspirational. They wouldn't say that. They would just say, yeah, Inspire, like, uh, uh, it's Inspire or something. So it kind of, even the newspaper articles that would write, they would, that's just what they said. So I'm like, okay. So I just started, you know, Jesse, uh, my graphic design artist, you know, she designed it and then she, we started putting it on my shirt. So when I went to go speak, I would wear Inspire. It's like it's written, man. It, it really is. So when you ask how it happened, it's like it's already written out. You know, it came to me. Right. Inspire, you know what? I, I'll say this. Inspire was there. It was just waiting for me to catch up to it. It was just waiting for me. When I got to it, it was like, about time, Eric. Like, I've been waiting here for like 25, 40 years. Wait, or, you know, whatever, waiting for you. Now you're finally here. Now let's go to work, man. 
you know, yeah. let's go to work. I've been, I've been waiting here for a long time for you. So that's what it was like. It's been waiting for me. It was there. Right. It's just been waiting for me. Waiting for me to either get my stuff together, to be mature, or the right timing. Whatever it is. It was the right time when it finally happened. When it finally happened. And so when the reason why it became public, though, is because I went to go speak at schools. We saw the kids. I was at a middle yeah. school, seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth graders. Why to be better? They're like, you know, the little the spark in their eyes, the breath of the fresh air. They want to be creative. They wanted to be their best. They were like, I want to do something. And like they like they almost like they woke up. You know? Yeah. And so that it was like, we need to make this public. And so we started selling it, like at shows and things like that. And it was on the website, but we didn't know how to make sales on the website. We had an e-commerce site because that's what we heard. We had no idea how to even run it. We had no clue. Yeah. We went to the Damon John Academy. Damon John, you know, he contacted me. He was like, yo, the, it's like my uh, Damon John Academy is coming to Michigan. I want you to, you know, go check it out. And it's like, we're there. So my, my team and I went to the Damon John Academy. And I, I'll never forget, the whole time we're there, they're like, go to the website. Go to everybody's website. Check it out. And we're like, yeah, we have a website. But don't go to our website. Don't go to our website. Go to our Facebook page. You know, yeah. and then um, and then George, one of the one of the teachers there, he was like, tomorrow I'll bring all the designs that you guys are working on. So I'm like, I got this. So we brought like 50 designs. Now be in mind, this is not 50 inspired designs. This is like, we took up two tables of t-shirts. I'm telling you. And he's like, <laughs> which one are you marketing? All of them. He was like, nope. <laughs> like literally, this like. Almost like I was like I got hit in the nose with a newspaper on my note. Like, no, nope. yeah. <laughs> that's what I felt like. And I was like, okay. He was like, pick one. Pick one that you're the brand of. We kind of, you know, take a focus. And Inspire was the one. And that was it. And we learned about Shopify at the Academy. So the next business day, we shut down the website, completely just tore it down. And opened up a Shopify page, and we actually made sales that night, that evening. We were like, "Oh, that's how it works." <laughs> I'm yeah. sleeping, and we got sales. That's pretty sweet. How that works, you know? Yeah. And of course, at that time, we were printing and filling and shipping and all that stuff we were doing. And then eventually, I was like, on a Saturday, someone wanted a pink inspired shirt. I'm like, "What? I'm not gonna be able to make it till I get to the shop." So then we learned about print on demand service. Now it's all changed. Right. Now you go to the website, printed, filled, and shipped. We just make we 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 just it's all taken care of now. So um, yeah, I mean that's that's what it is, and so that's where Inspires originated from. But then the people that bought that 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 supported it, that want to wear the shirt, that buy the shirt, mm-hmm. that gift the shirt or the hat or whatever it is, they took it on different branches. So I look at it and I always say it's like a seed and it grew a tree. And then it grew branches and it grew leaves and flowers. And each person started wearing it for its own individual reason. They right. gave it a different, a different path, a different branch. I'm dealing with dialysis. I'm going through chemo. My friend really inspires me. This teacher really inspires me. You know, or I want to, I wear it because I just feel really good in it. I'm going to go out today and I'm going to go knock out walls and knock down doors uh, do what I'm going to do. Live life without regrets, like right. you just said earlier. And that's the thing. And it empowers, it empowers them. And then they can, they're able to, with, with it, we're empowering people in a positive manner. And you're not able to change, like you just said earlier, you don't change the world, you change people, and then people change the world. You right. know, that's where it starts from. You can't go wake up and go, I'm going to change the world. Well, you got to start with what's going to change the world. <laughs> People, people are in the world, 7 billion. So you need to get into their mindset, into their heart, into their, into their actions, into their path. And if they get empowered, then they're going to use their voice. And then that's going to rock the world, man. That's where it all changes. We got to get to the people. We got to get to the kids, whether they're young and get, get them to learn real, you know, you know, teach them, mentor them, you know, don't, don't say, oh, that generation doesn't know anything. Let them try. 
How are they right. going to learn if you just sit back and say they don't know nothing if you don't let them try? They don't know how to mow a yard. Have you taught them? Have you even lived, gave them the opportunity? Let them do it. Well, they'll screw it up. That's good. Let them learn. Let them screw it up and let them do it again and teach them what, the, what needs to be done. Like, how can you sit there and just go, oh, the generation of the generation doesn't know how to work and doesn't know how to do it. You don't give them the opportunity. You right. just want to do it all yourself. And they don't do that. Right. Well, I can afford it. No, pay them. Help them. You want the world to change. You want your community to change. You want your area to change. You yeah. got to take care of it. So that's where Inspire comes from, man. I know I went off in a little bit, but that's it. I, I feel it, you know? I'm not just speaking it, man. I feel it. You know, I still yeah. feel it. Yeah? We put it on. It's like I said before, it's like a brand of inspiration, you know? It's like the shining light. It's like, boom, I'm about to get this. I'm, nothing's going to stop me. I'm just about to be super, you know, and that's, that's how I want them to feel. I want them yeah. to feel they can battle anything, man. Anything. Yeah. Hopeless comes to hope. Voiceless goes to voice. You know, dark goes to light. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just coming off with this stuff, but this is how I feel. I'm coming straight from the heart, man. This is, this well, is how... this is, you know, those last couple of things you mentioned, I, I would agree wholeheartedly with because, um, you know, there, there needs to be darkness in order to see a light. And that's really important because uh, in life or in entrepreneurship, uh, you will experience more setbacks first before you ever see success. And I know we talked about this in the beginning, you know, the definition of success, which first of all, most people can't truly define their own version of success because they are consuming success based on what the world predicates it to be, mm. not their own version of success. Mm -hmm. Example is for me, I think earlier, early on is success was money you know, having a big house, you know, having a nice car, you know, making sure my bills were paid. But then I realized that, is that really my definition of success? Or is that someone else's definition of success? And that's mm -hmm. when I realized that, okay, great, all these things will be nice. But like, what would really bring me more fulfillment? You know, because we're talking about money. And I think money gives some level of comfort, but if gives too much comfort that there's no growth potential because you have to have discomfort in order for growth to happen. And that's what I think a lot of young entrepreneurs specifically don't understand because like I said, being the hip hop game is that, you know, most of them thought that they're going to be an overnight success and it just doesn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. In fact, anything in life and in business requires consistency over a long period of time in mm -hmm. order to reach, you know, a certain level of success, whatever that is, you know, uh, Damien John's FUBU, Right. Like mm. he's been at it, what, 20 years now? I think well, longer. He did, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, I would say it probably jump started uh, like 21 years or 22 years. But yeah, I mean, they right. they started, you know, and I think he said that where, uh, you know, they, they had to restart it like what, what, five or six times or something like that, you know, because he had his team, though. One would say, I'm not going to do it. But the other person, the other two would uplift him. You know, so they had that that right. team, that team effort was able to carry right. it. So I think like it, I would say like 97 probably is where it, it you know, you know, took off 97, 98. It just blasted off like just the, the, the biggest lifestyle brand in this world, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the reason I brought that up is just that it's indication that it just takes time, a lot of effort, a lot of resilience you know, a lot of consistency, regardless of what your your physical state is. I feel like too many people blame all sorts of externals and make all sorts of excuses or try something to blame on like, hey, 2020 was the COVID-19 and the pandemic year. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure there were challenges there. But you know what? If your mind is so powerful, if your convictions are truly strong and your morals and your values and your goals in your dreams, you'll stop at nothing. Mm -hmm. Literally, you stop at nothing. There could be a World War Three going on and you'd still be cranking away because mm -hmm. that is literally what I think true winners do. And you're a prime example of that. Honestly, this was one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because you have literally proven you have beat the odds of everything that the world says because the world would say you're physically disabled. You can't do X, Y, Z bullshit. That's what the world says. 
I'm going to prove you wrong. And here's how I'm going to prove you wrong. But I'm not going to prove you wrong. I'm going to show to myself that I'm capable. Because at the end of the day, that's what people don't understand. It's like, don't strive to prove others wrong or don't strive right. to show others what you're capable of. Strive to become the best version of you. That's Whatever awesome. that is, the best version of you. So <laughs> the next time you second guess yourself, say, you know what? Maybe I should do this. But the, the old me would say that I shouldn't do this. Why? Because you're lazy, because you don't want to put in the effort, you know, like, and that's just it. I feel like people who are physically and mentally capable, and I think at least from a mental standpoint, just don't understand how much power they have. Because the one thing that whether even if you are physically incapable, someone like in your situation, you still have free will. Mm -hmm. You still have free will. Nobody can ever take that away from you. And that is so powerful to be able to go after the things that are important to you. So I want to thank you for coming on the, on the podcast. And I really enjoyed hear, hearing about your story, but before we sign off, throw out some links, some handles, how can people connect with you? Uh, especially people with disabilities that want to get, you know, some help on resources, crowdfunding, anything you can think of, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, Google Eric Patrick Thomas. You know, E-R-I-C-P-A-T-R-I-C-K-T-H-O-M-A-S. My social media is uh, Eric Patrick Thomas for IHE and Facebook. But for Twitter, it's Eric P. Thomas. And then the website is InspireShirt.com. InspireShirt.com. Go there. And then there's also social media handles in the YouTube channel and everything. In my bio, there's an Eric P. Thomas link right on there where you can see all okay. that. Um, that's like the, uh, you know, that's the best way. And there's been other shows that I've been on and people have reached out and I've done my best to what I could do to try and help a person. Um, you know, and I always hope that I help them in the best way that I can. And I put the effort that I can. And sometimes I'm not able to, you know, I've, you know, but I do my best, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, sure. I do what I can do. And if you message me and I don't get back with you right away, just wait, because usually I'll take that, uh, if it's on Facebook or Twitter or something, I'll, I'll copy the name and I'll put it on a list and then I have it. So I got like a list. Oh, I need to contact that person. You know what I mean? Oh, I got I to gotta reply to this person because right. they're looking to also figure out how to raise money to get a wheelchair van or to get a wheelchair or how can they find caregivers? So I, I put like little notes next to the thing. So that's what I do because a lot of times you lose messages on Facebook and social media. So I also tell them to email me, you know, email Eric at easyawareness.com, okay. you know, because that way I can folder it. You know, I can, I can, I can place it into a better place to where I can find it easily because social media, you lose stuff. But all of a sudden, like you got 30 messages and you're like, oh yeah. Oh wait. Uh oh, right. I, I forgot about that one. And then you're going back to your messages one day when you have some downtime. You're like, oh, I didn't even talk to that person. Oh man, that's right. not good. You know, you do, and then you thought you replied to a person, you know, and then you're like, oh, I didn't reply to this person. Right. They're gonna think that I am just. Who <laughs> they're gonna think I'm just horrible? So you just be like, you know, you just got, and you just gotta be honest. That's the thing. It's well, true. I think you know people are just not optimistic enough, especially in social media. They feel like, and, and I know I'm, I'm probably as guilty about this because you know, I'm more of a real time dude. So like when I don't get back to somebody, it's like, really, Ivan, like, that's not you. But you said something that I think is really important. By the way, thank you so much for all those plugs. Make sure that people can reach out and connect with you because powerful story and, and everything that you've done. Congratulations. I, I think you're, you've just started, honestly. You know, I think yeah. there's so much uh, great stuff yet to happen. Uh, and in due time, you know, it will happen. So definitely continue on this path and on this journey that you've been on. But, um, you know, I, I, I think I've always been a real time guy. And I, I tend to sometimes play that victim mindset that it's just like, uh, oh, you know what, I didn't respond to that person. I'm like, shit, Ivan, why did you do that? And then I realized that, you know what, I'm just human. It's okay. You know, right. you're gonna make a mistake, but just, you know, try not to become repetitive in that because then it becomes a bad habit and if it becomes a bad habit 
then suddenly you're like not getting back to people in a timely fashion. That's just creates a snowball effect. So, um, mm-hmm. Eric, thank you so much, man. Uh, really, really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome. Great questions. Um, plus I like your take on things too. You know, it's not just me talking, you know, it's great just to hear your take. It's great to hear your feedback of my answer too. That's yeah. That's also great too. Cause you're like, okay, yeah. You, you know, what you said in this answer, you know, oh, I, I'm going to take a couple, couple nuggets for that answer. They're going to bring it in, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, I mean, that's what makes that interview so great. Dog status, now I'm a big dog, bitch. I pull up on the block in a big car, bitch.